So, uh, maybe we should start off by explaining why we're here. Um, this is the first audio commentary at El Fanning. Yeah, this is this is the first one I've ever done. I've never done this before. So a lot of this movie is El's first. We can yes. go through that later. Uh, I'm Nick Reffin. I'm El Fanning. There's El. my name right there. <laughs> and we will be talking about um, the Neon Demon. However, we will not be giving away all the secrets. So basically, this is half the truth uh, in the next two hours. Right. Uh, well, these are just names. This is Christina Hendricks, first person that I ever talked to movie about. She said, what kind of horror film do you want to do? And I said, well, a lot of blood and high heels. And I was at dinner with your friend Brian Cranston. Oh, really? With her? It was her and Brian. And okay. Me. And um, then she said yes. She said, I'm in. N-W-R. <laughs> Yeah, um, you can buy the perfume, you can buy the lip gloss, you can buy... So, this opening is the first, image. Yeah, the first scene that we ever did. It's the first day. What was it like, Elle? It was very hot, actually, because the lights were so... Because it was very lit all around me. And then I, I, I have a very good kind of... A tr- like a trick of I can keep my eyes open for a really, really, really long time. Um, and I think it's kind of because I wear contacts, but so I just was keeping them open. And actually, I realized that the lighting had burned through my contacts because they were so they were open for so long. I don't know if you knew that. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why you're not breathing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's another thing you can put on your CV is you don't breathe. I mean, yeah. I've never met someone who doesn't breathe in a scene. It's like... Oh, you didn't have to do no, anything? No, we didn't have to do anything. And oh, wow. It's like, uh, we just, like, let her be. I mean, just, you had this ability just to unearthliness. You're like, you're from outer space. <laughs> and you were playing music. We're playing music. Mm-hmm. There's Carl Glutzman, who is now in this movie wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> his previous film he was wearing not any clothes but it was actually Gaspar Noy who very strongly recommended him um, to me and he was a how many guys did we see for that role? we saw so many yeah there was uh, I think hundreds of people I mean I saw hundreds before we started auditioning and yeah. then you played with the main ones and but we kept on looking and there was Carl. And there was Carl in the middle of it. Well, actually, he came at the end because we couldn't find the guy. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who go, do you want to take you somewhere? Want me to take, take you home? Want me to take you home? home? So. <laughs> They're trying to be Ryan. They, like, came in the jacket. <laughs> um, this scene was so messy. Yes. Yes. Because they were, because it was like, oh, we had to put the blood on and then all the wipes. And then it was staining me. See, it was, like, starting to stain a little bit. So, First scene where you see each other. Yep. 
And of course, the opening line of the film. Done through mirrors. Jenna Malone says, am I staring? And we have an eyeball at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. All uh, the hidden gems. <laughs> all the hidden gems. Well, how does it feel like being bloodied up like this? It was, um, I couldn't sit down anywhere because I would stick to everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had to like stand up the whole time. It was very, it feels like syrup, you know, like uh, on you. Um, it you wasn't that it? bad. Yeah, you can eat it. Oh, wow. You can. It tastes like, uh, like bubble mint, like bubble gum and mint a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So you can eat it. And then the great thing about this outfit was that the outfit was plastic. So, um, the, the blood didn't stain it. So we actually had to return it <laughs> afterwards. Oh, we, oh right. We yeah. Aaron had to return it. this. So, Hold but it was perfect. Clothes. The blood just, you know wiped right off right because of the material well i remember when we had to do reset it was always like okay cut okay reset 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 mm -hmm. get her up get her up get her up wipe. and fast because the blood would dry and so that it wouldn't wipe off and that's why all. you're getting redder and redder in the scene yeah it's not because of the sun <laughs> no <laughs> oh and i like because when and then that's the first that's the only thing only time my parents are mentioned yes like my family so it's the like only hint of a past uh-huh And you have seen all the people online copying your look with, yes. the, uh, with the eyes? Yeah, it's incredible. Like all these people on Instagram and stuff sending me photos of their version of it. It's really crazy. Lots of Halloween costumes, I hope. Oh, yeah. You That's can go as the Neon Demon. Yes. And I can go. I would be, I should go as the Neon Demon. <laughs> That would be so funny. my nephew who actually this is his band so that was always I'm a I use a lot of family members when I work um, so this was downtown LA uh, and when you shoot chronologically order it's always you have to find locations that can fit many uh, scenes because we, we didn't be there in order and this is the first time we introduce the two evil models <laughs> We did so many takes of this, I remember, because it was all in one shot, right? Yeah. yeah. I love when me and Ruby and I get disconnected and I have to run oh, up. Yeah. That was very choreographed. That was and yes. brilliant acting. <laughs> Could only choreograph the camera as long as the acting works. There's Desmond. Great I don't know what the, this is an old theater. I can't remember what it was called. Um, and the bathroom scene... This one was in that same theater. Was that in the same oh, that's place? That's another place. That's Different another place. theater okay. where we where we couldn't shoot upstairs, so we ended up shooting downstairs. Okay. Yeah, this bathroom was unbelievable. So that was like the first big scene with everyone, and we just shot so many variations in terms of coverage. I've never shot so much coverage of a scene because you have so many actresses or performers that need their um, separations, they need their close-ups, they need to be in in other ones framings and so forth and everyone was spread out so it was a constant moving around with mm. them. and because of all the mirrors too it must have been hard oh yeah, we had mirrors, but thank God today in the magical world of digital revelation you can, 
you can move things or add things. But most of the, everything was shot with real mirrors in the background. She's dessert. Because she's so sweet. I like that. We're not really talking what's going on because... <laughs> now we're just watching. Now we're just watching <laughs> it. Uh, great hair. Yes. I know. Yeah, because the... Um, Live your wife inspired a lot of the braid in oh, the beginning right. too. <laughs> the braids, <laughs> yes, the braids, the famous braids. Mm-hmm. Um, and Abby Lee, I didn't know she was a supermodel until you told me. You didn't? No, I had no idea. She came to a casting. I thought, oh, she looks really interesting. And then Liv told me like who she was, but then I didn't really understand how until big she was when you said she is like huge. Yeah. Um. That's Bella. What's Heathcote? Heathcote. Mm-hmm. Heathcote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting having two Australians in the film. One of them had, it was like a flip of a coin. Who was going to speak English? Um, yeah. It became Bella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't, because she, did she did, did an American accent. Yeah. So she became American. And yeah, Abby which it even worked. It worked out like you know because she's like plastic, so it was like her yeah. voice was it was perfect. Even manufactured, you know. Yeah. Perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Did you feel ever intimidated by all these older women? I mean, you were sixteen at this time. Yes, I actually did because there's. I mean, also, especially like, well, Jenna's personality. She's very intense but like also like kind of like a spiritual way like her character is of like kind of like a witch so you're like (gasps) like a little intimidated and then um and they are like so like their faces they're so beautiful so it was like you know it was intimidating in a way yeah but they all wanted to be you (laughs) you know they're just jealous (laughs) what isn't that what everyone wants to know? Abby's so pretty. Yeah, she looks like al- like an alien almost. And she's so tall. Yeah, like an and alien. And she has heels on too. Yeah. And she can run in them. <laughs> so Abby Lee was very useful for us in terms of model authenticity. And uh, you spent some time with her, I know, to mm-hmm. learn I did. the ropes of the modeling world yes i would we would go to her to ask questions about you know if this was accurate or not remember she's like um a makeup a makeup person wouldn't do hair as well yeah (laughs) oh she was very militant and it was great because there are some details that you would you know not take into account but she was extremely useful look at those long legs my goodness um the costumes were great, too. We were very lucky. We shot the film for, I mean, literally zero money, meaning that um, we had barely enough money for the uh, lighting gear. So Natasha Breyer, who photographed the film, she had to be very inventive with little means, which is great for creativity, but it was sometimes frustrating. And um, we had seven weeks to shoot the film, which the Bond company, and we all know the Bond company has ultimate power, was very reluctant to agree to. 
they were like, you can get five weeks. But I felt the way that we work, we needed more time. So in the end, they allowed us. But I had this kind of like verbal agreement. If I fell behind at any time, they would start cutting days. So every day was just getting the day done, getting the day done. So this is the same theater that we did the party scene in. And uh, and we had that. It was The lighting was exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of stroping into somebody's face. This is yes. my... Who was that? Well, okay, so this was real. This person, who is this girl that's bondaged up? Because she was actually there in front of us. Yeah, well, like I couldn't that. afford anyone. So I said, does anyone from the crew want to volunteer to be tied up? Apparently, it's like sexually really? stimulating. Wait, so that was a crew member? Yeah, it was a, a, a wardrobe girl. No way. She said, I'll do it. And we had her go Whoa. to these Japanese uh, sessions where she gets tied up. So she knew what she was getting into. Because it's like an art in a way yes kind of. it's, it's a very artistic <laughs> thing um but it works very well as a ceremonial a lot of this movie is a ceremonial uh celebration of narcissism so how does it feel like getting your like lights flashed in your face like that intently it is hypnotizing because right. your eyes again my eyes weren't really blinking at all as a, and you weren't breathing. Right. <laughs> so you just kind of go into this zone and you're just stare. And it's also so black around you, so you can't, you can't see anything. Right. And you're just staring at a point and it's just boom, boom. I mean, it looks a lot. It feels a lot like when you watch it. Right. It's very intense. Some of the flares from the technical side were added later on in post-production. I know Bella's eyes back there were look so blue. Yeah. Abby and Bella's eyes. It's beautiful with the technical revolution. I shot this film digital uh, because I love the digital feel. Just like the music had could not have anything organic. It had to be synthetic. Um, so here we are with... Uh, now we're back to reality. Back at the motel. I remember this scene. I was very nervous because when I went to the bathroom, I had to put that necklace on. Right. And, you know, putting a necklace on behind your back is hard. So it I is? Was, yeah, because it's so tiny and the clasp ah. is so small. So right there I'm doing it and I'm like, oh, I hope that I, you know, because it was all one shot. So, That's very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope I get it. I hope I get it clasped. Wow. <laughs> Imagine we had dialogue at the same time. <laughs> Multitasking. Multitasking. This is a real motel in Pasadena, and this is the real room. This is, I think it's called the Cement Building, and it's down, it's, what's this area called again? Is it Cause, downtown? Yeah, because I shot Drive here, and I always remember I liking this building because right outside is is the echo park mm-hmm it's a park up there. yeah and I sh see and I shot drive right down and wasn't Christina Christina's scene in drive was in that yeah, park right? same place mm -hmm. it was like we ate here you know a couple of years ago yeah uh, we had lunch here we had we've been shooting here so this was actually where drive was this is the, it's the same background that's behind you that's it, that's always in the background in drive whenever oh, wow. they're at Irene's apartment. You're very fit. I would never say you're fat. 
that's the best line. It's so funny. I think you're perfect. I would never say you're fat. I would never say you're fat. I'd never say you're fat. It's like an ongoing joke at my house. Uh, <laughs> so, um, well, how should we start with our meeting? So, um, I was looking at unknown girls, like Christina is right now, <laughs> and uh, there was no one that would, you know, was really working for the part. And um, my wife, Liv, had seen uh, one of your movies, Al, the, mm -hmm. one of your later ones, where you're a little bit older than 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so... I spoke to Courtney and Nicole, who were the casting directors, who had also you had worked with before. Yes, they did somewhere. Somewhere, as well. right? Mm -hmm. So they 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 knew you personally, mm -hmm. and um, I was able to set up a meeting. And before we met, uh, your uh, someone around you had sent over a fashion uh, editorial uh, thing you had done. Yeah, I think it was a Interview Magazine. It was it Interview? I think right. so. I think it was. But I just remember we saw that, uh, Liv and I, and it was just like, she's the one. Like, <laughs> that's that's Jesse. And then the agenda was like, get Elle Fanning. Whatever I could do to get you was just like, that was the agenda. It was like a mission. Yeah, and I was like, I heard that you were doing this film, and I was like, oh, I want to get the part. I hope I get the part so bad. So we both came into the meeting like, yeah. you know. Terrible poker players. Wanted to play it cool. Yeah. But it was so cool. Yeah. It was not, you know. But thank God, um, you know. And we talked a little bit about the idea of the movie. Mm -hmm. and, you uh, explained the opening shot. Explained the opening shot, which was the introduction to the whole world. And um, then... Uh, Remember I asked you if you were beautiful? Yes. What you asked you me, do you think you're beautiful? And I laughed, and then I said yes. <laughs> I said, there's the movie right in front. <laughs> so I think even that day or that night we agreed to do it. Yeah, it was that yeah. day. I mean, I came back and then, you know, came back home, and it was basically like, yes. Like you called and then said that you wanted me to... You offered to, the part. Uh, yeah, offered the part. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, then we, like, started to meet and talk uh -huh. about the script, like, right away on weekends and things. You got to work. Mm-hmm. Get to work. While you were in school. I was. Yes, I was still in school. This is back at the motel, and it's very cramped room. So you're basically behind this camera. You're seeing a lot of people you know, covered oh, yeah, in they corners. Were, so you erased them or no? No, no. Was, we're just hiding behind the camera. But it was just to say that the room was really the tiny. The room was so tiny. It looks big right now. Yeah. Isn't that weird? The cinematic illusions. Yeah. Again, to slowly build up the narcissist theme. Yeah, she's looking in her in the mirror at herself. It's beginning to happen. Mm -hmm. And there's a little, that's another hint of her not being maybe as naive. I mean, she signs the papers. You know? She's very neon demon-like. Mm -hmm. It's true exterior of the motel. I wonder if it's still around. Um, it, I think it, it got selected to one of those reality shows where they come and clean up motels and, and redo them. Really? Yeah. 
So I was like, It's oh, good please. we did it before. Yeah. We got I was it. like, could you do it after the shoot? Because we need it. Hey, I don't have any money and you're not very expensive. Can we please uh, do it? Wow. Um, and we had to do that shot really fast because the sun was going down. Oh, yeah. It's so natural it lighting where you're fighting, you're fighting the control of God. Um, this is something I've never done. I've never shot driving scenes on blue screen, and I very much liked it. But it had to have that artificial feel. The whole idea of the visual of the movie was to make it as, as uh, fantastique, meaning that it had to be imaginary and synthetic. Now we are basically at probably the most, one of the most shot locations in all of Los Angeles. It's like you can see tape marks on the pavement there for other people shooting. Do you know other movies that have shot Every there? movie you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Every commercial. That shot in LA. Yeah. Have, I think have I shot, you shot there before? I shot like two commercials in that same place. Yeah? Yeah, there was like tape mark from the crew behind. And well, it's classic the LA. Front. It's... You can never go date night. This is your um, this is your improvisation. Remember mm -hmm. walking across LA. Yeah, I know. It I thought it would look like I was kind of floating. Which it does. The moon. Did you put that moon in? Yeah. Yeah. One of the few things we had to add in. There's also some stars around. Georgia, the sky's also this big. It was always one of like editorial tricks was how do we get out of them because I couldn't shoot um, I couldn't shoot you and Carl uh, as, as the night was coming because we only had one camera. So we had to kind of figure out editorially how we went from dusk to night in a, in a, in a cut. Right. So it would and it, and it wouldn't feel jumpy and and so we cut it, but knowing that the music would then be the transition. So the music is essentially the transition from dusk to night. Right. It's another uh, wonderful contribution by c composer Cliff Martinez, and this is our third collaboration. So it's only getting better. But there's something so magical about that background because yeah, it's twinkling back there. It's like the L.A. that we we envision Hollywood re would like represent the fantasy world. I can never figure it out. I can't sing. I can't dance. I can't write. <laughs> no real talent. How was it working with Carl? Was he in the moment? Yeah, I really like Carl. He was so like not like so nice and like just like a down-to-earth guy which is a lot like his character right so it was um it was very it was like very easy he was easy mm-hmm like nice not yeah nice he's nice wow Ow. he does a very good christopher walken impression he does who he looks impression. so much like <laughs> yeah i mean he is like a young christopher walken. he really That's is true. and he does such a good impression i like this shot a lot how it's you great. never did it from the front. It was yeah. All, yeah, it was from the back. Because, again, the performance was so good that there was no need to do any other coverage. So we only did, I think we did two takes because you like freezing. Oh, it was so cold, yeah. We didn't think, wardrobe, we weren't thinking. Because I asked you, do you want to wear a sweater tonight over your, your like, I know. dress? She was like, you were like, no, it's no, okay. And then no. up, it was like, what, freezing? Yeah, it was so cold. But it just, it looks, I mean, can you imagine if I was wearing, like, some jacket? It would what, be terrible. Not, it would not look good. 
it would be, and that dress really pops out. Yeah. Um, great work by costume designer Aaron. Yeah. Um, well, I think you know. Again, another quality you you like. You can freeze without showing it. You can stop breathing. You don't <laughs> blink. Like what else don't you do? Well, remember, I can't sing. I can't dance. Oh, that's true. I can't write. Which is all wrong. Right. You're lying because you can sing because you're going on tour. You can't. Yeah. You dance well. I've seen that it can, mm-hmm. and and you and you're a pretty good actress. <laughs> Thank you. Rejected. Slammed in the face. But it was kind of, if you think about it, you are only 16. And yeah, you, no. Also, she has to keep her, you know, virgin quality. She can't even kiss. Nope. Another underlying storyline of the narcissism and the coming of age. Back at the motel. And... You're going to see a lot a lot of these blurry images that's on camera is actually grease from Natasha's forehead. Oh, my gosh. I remember when she did that. You know, when there was no Vaseline around, she would just take her greasy forehead and she would just rub the lenses. So you would have this kind of almost like little sense of fogginess around. But it gave, it gave a great kind of aura of a fantasy. She was a, or is an absolutely wonderful um, photographer. And it was, I think it was good to have a woman photographing. Oh, definitely. Didn't you? Also, photographing women yeah. as well. She just knew how to make, you know, you look good or like right for the right for the movie. Uh oh. Wonder something bad is gonna happen, <laughs> and um, I guess everyone's seen the mountain lion by now. Um, yes. We had no idea what that mountain lion was gonna do, and the only way to shoot it was to let it let it out in the room and then shoot for as long as we could. Yeah, and I wasn't there we when y'all shot that. No, you, I had gone home. You yeah. did it late. Uh, it was the longest day we ever had on set because you know the animal was controlling us. Here it comes. Here's the introduction to the greatness. Yeah. Something's in my room. What do you mean something's in your room? I saw something in my room. Are you high? (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of poetic. What are you doing? Calling the police. Relax, okay? What was he like to work with? The best. <laughs> so very unlike his character, right? But also so in it, like would just try anything, like uh, really. I mean, it was he is in our movie. Like, how cool is that? It's like he's that is a true superstar. And this guy, who was he, that? I know he's so good. He's from Breaking Bad, and okay. I didn't know that. And oh, and okay. I kept on seeing reports of an actor who's in Neon Demon. Was like, who is this person? I didn't <laughs> cast this person. And then, of course, it dawned on me the day he came on set that he was that guy. I was like, oh my god, this is like a special guest appearance. I love that show, by the way. So yeah, he's so good. Yeah. His luck, and he's the sidekick. He's the sidekick. All right, asshole, party's over. Open up. 
give me the key. The great about Keanu, he can be menacing at the same time. He he can add a lot of humor into small details. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the dialogue here is actually his his improvs, which shows. And this is the back of the hotel, so we're still at the same motel. Everything was shot at the real motel. Mike, you open the door. And there's a camera crew behind the camera, of course, which they're ignoring, being professional performers. Looking at probably like a dot of tape. Yeah, for like, the, I'll just look know. over in the corner. Yeah, yeah. look over there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, look over there. And be scared. And be scared. <laughs> I didn't do it. You fucking kids are all fucking sick. I will find you. Got it? There's your visitor. Mountain lion, that was pretty intense. Came in a cage. Smelled too. Yeah, and we just oh, did it do that afterwards? The next day? What? The smell? In the smell. room or just the no, cage? No, 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 just itself in the cage. Oh right. Yeah, okay, when I walked by, it was like you know, like meat and like right. hormones. <laughs> it was an really incredible intense. thing to have a real live mountain lion in a hotel room, and we shot for like two hours of just letting it running around, and then. Mm -hmm. It got tired, and then we were lucky to get the few things we needed because you, of course, couldn't control it. And this is one of those real fashion milk. Yeah, it was it milk, right? No, was it milk? I think no, so. It no, it was something else. Smashbox. Smashbox. Yep. Because we looked at both locations, but but this one just felt better for the film. It was probably because I could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> And you made this silent, yeah, and uh, and like slow motion. We would shoot a lot of slow motion. Yeah, that's a beautiful but digital. You can just shoot slow motions, speed it up later. Actually, we started shooting one of each because you do lose a little bit of focus because we were shooting with so uh, intense lighting. I forgot what we were talking about. You're saying, uh, "Am I too early?" And no, she says, it's you. And you say, hey, you. And mm -hmm. then she goes, am I too early? And she goes, no, you're just perfect. Right. Obviously. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> and then we added some flashes actually in post just to give it a little more glare. This is my favorite makeup. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Because it was written in the script that I get, you know, painted gold. Right. But then... Erin had these gold appliques that she had had for a long time and was like, maybe that's the makeup. And then he gets inspired by the makeup to paint See, gold. Teamwork. Mm -hmm. Teamwork. This movie is all about teamwork. You're done. For those people who like technical things, those lights in the uh, makeup booth were really difficult because they kept on changing frequencies. Jack? Desmond Harrington, <laughs> who, you know, had done apparently a lot of fashion in the in the 90s and had run with that whole crew. So, um, you know, another source of information like Abby Lee about the inner side of that world. But it does look like some kind of Greek Antigone mm -hmm. in a way. 
See, the beauty of silence that even we stop talking. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> he just automatically gets more grabbed into it. God, it was such a difficult... We had one day to... We had two days at Smashbox. And it was so difficult because there was just so many small details that always needed to be dealt with. We knew... You know, when you shoot very little coverage, everything had to work in one situations on one tracks or one pan. So like here, there's actually a track. Uh, there are tracks that we had to um, erase. erase in post as the camera goes backwards. And that you're caught in this infinity of white, which was a great contrast coming from the mountain, the black of the mountain lion. All right, everybody. Did you enhance that white or anything? Because I know no. I mean, that was that's the that way was it was. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were actually starting. Uh, originally, um, I wanted another color. I think I wanted red or something like that, uh -huh. or black. And um, then they were like, "Sure," but then they told me how much it was going to cost, and I that said, uh, "Fine, it, white is great. Just keep it white." I, oh, I'll, I'll white is that. so much. It turned out to be better. a great thing. Yeah. That's like, don't ever always go with what you think is right. Sometimes have your limitations create your creativity. Because it would cost me like, I think like $5,000 to paint it. And it was like, nope, that's oh. a lamp. Can't, can't lose any more lamps. Else we can't see anything. Now, you're still 16 here. Or did you turn 17? I turned... No, I turned 17. I would think I was already 17 because I had, but had I, a, I know I had my birthday party at the motel. So that, and that means, no, then you're still 16. Cause so I'm seven, still 16 and yeah. then when, so when we, we went back, back to the hotel, motel. Yeah. Yeah. Still 16. I know everyone was like, <gasps> got to get the right like bra and underwear so it doesn't look like, you know, Do you feel all objectified? It felt like a, it feels like a bikini. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the scene, obviously. You know, she's not sure what's going on. Well, <laughs> she's nervous about it, but no, I felt fine. And then right now I had like another layer you on. Had a fur, you, you, you had like a, like a whole, you had like a jock, jocking set. Under yeah, there. like a whole, like a, yeah. another thing underneath. Well, yeah, it, it, kept, it was like peeling back. It was like, yeah. <laughs> like 10 layers on. Well, it was kind of, you know, uh, in, in intense a little bit. I mean, I have daughters, so I was yeah. like, what would I think of, you know, having my kids and things like that? But yeah. that's the prof professional in you. I mean, you, you do everything. You practically, <laughs> there's nothing you can't do. This was in post-production. We pushed this a little further back, so the black felt more like infinity, like the white had done. And the flip side of the black and the white. I love the way his ears look. Yeah, he looks right like there. a vampire. Yes, looked like Nosferatu. He has pointy ears, and he was so skinny at the time, and no hair, so he he does look like a Nosferatu. And of course, the whole black and white switch is a recurring secret. 
Here comes the gold. Here comes the gold. The Here gold, the everyone gold. was like, the reset. I had to, that reset, because we didn't want to get it in the hair. And then if we had to, you know, we had to do it again, because we did a lot of takes. So it was like, oh, gosh, then wash it off really fast. And then right. do it again and wash it off really fast. I forget what that was. I think it was like a gold makeup mixed with water or something like that. Right, right. It didn't stain or anything. We had a lot of flares in here, which we just point light straight into the camera. This was the first, I think, piece of the film that Cliff scored. Flicking my uh, my chin piece off, right? And, they, and we had to. That was like, oh, we had to do that one again because it was only attached with eyelash glue. I'm gaining power. there was also a lot of discussions I had with Desmond about what kind of cameras um, did did Jesse bring her cell phone to no. shoot I know that's not mine <laughs> Mine's I wonder off. who that is huh? Jesse's cell phone yeah Jesse's <laughs> she's Was like you, can I go can, can I, I <laughs> could you, just hold on just hold on <laughs> but I mean that's the that's the of course the part of the film is that it has no technology Mm -mm. There's, There's one selfie that's about to come up. Yeah, that's true. There's one selfie, and it's not even by you. No. And it's also on a very old iPhone. Yeah. It's like her blinged out, but it's an old iPhone. Retro. Mm -hmm. Retro. Now she's, she's taking a shower. You're still here. So again, chronologically orders. That was the third day at Smashbox. It went good. It was great, actually. Did he say anything? But the idea was that to have no technology was that it, it felt like almost science fiction, that there was no technology that defined it very much. I think he makes a lot of promises to young girls. Even though people talk about so much technology with it, along with this yeah. film, like social media and things, but then when you actually look at the film, there's, there's nothing in there about that. No. It's all an illusion. You seem fine to me. That's not what I'm saying, Jesse. But here comes the selfie. Mm-hmm. I'm not as helpless as I look. I very much like that, uh, how quickly we found the common goal of to make a movie that would celebrate narcissism. I think that's pretty groovy. Yeah, because that's what, I mean... After that meeting, we were like, this is what this is about. <laughs> it's good to have good girls around. <laughs> you promise you call? You know, it's almost like this is a, uh, a YouTube movie where you can cut it up in ten pieces, see them individually, and it all has start, middle, and an end. And then... In the end, you can put all pieces together, and then it becomes a longer experience as the whole movie. You can watch each scene separate. So this is um, 
a diner that was close to the house in Silver Lake where we shot the ending. And again, I could two locations for one price, so it was a great deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the couches. I like the gold glitter on the couches. How about we just have three coffees and a fruit cup? How's the shoot? Jessie was there. Ooh. <laughs> wow. She's very much inspired by Aliana Jarowski, Ruby. Um, so, for anyone who knows that is, it's, there's an inspiration there. Um, it was interesting because this is the first or second time we actually see the girls, uh, meaning that they've been out of the story for quite some time. And it was always about how do we bring them back in. But um, this idea of them talking about Jesse as a constant force that's coming added to a lot of the humor. I mean, we got to remember we are watching a comedy in many ways. <laughs> I mean, I find the film very I funny. I find it so funny. But yeah. every, like in theaters, I mean, people are laughing, you know. Yeah. It's funny. For anyone who was not laughing, um, it's you're supposed to laugh. Right. It's, very, very <laughs> it's okay to laugh. It's meant to laugh. She has that thing. Which is when people describe what what is Elle Fanning, I always say. She has that thing. <laughs> now we're at the slaughterhouse. Models. And these were real models. How did you get... These were just models from L.A.? Yeah, I mean... In the world of business, uh, I could not afford. Um, so I think these were a thousand dollars a day models, um, and the ones that were much more expensive would not come down in their prices. So, and we were not, you know, there was nothing to bargain. So um, some of the bigger models would come in and do parts, but only if they spoke, and then I could get them for very little. Um, Abby Lee, she's so angry. Competition, but I love the idea of the of the um, underwear and and the authenticity of that. Of course, is Abby very said real. that's what it's like. Yeah, yeah, and no makeup, and your hair is like slicked back. Yeah, it's purely an utter objectification. Nivola. <laughs> was it his idea to be playing with that flower thing? Yeah, yeah, no, that was at the moment, you know. Uh, go, Abby. Uh, look at those incredible legs. Um, yeah, Nivola was originally, he read for Jack, the photographer. But because Jack was at the end of the film, Nivola couldn't do it because he was in London doing a play. But he was so good that I said, well, can we maybe invent something together in the film? And so this role of the designer, uh, Sarno, whose name I stole from, uh, Joe Sarno, the famous American sexploitation director from the 60s, um, he, you know, she was originally written as a woman, the designer, but then I changed her into a man, and then I gave her, or him, that character more scenes. So there would be more of a history of the designer through the film. 
um, that's how Nivola got into the film. And and she was an ex-model, that lady. Yes, she was an ex-model <laughs> who just would not sit still until I basically said, do not move. <laughs> don't say anything. Don't touch anything. Just sit completely, utterly still. And then she did. <sighs> It's so, so funny. <laughs> Where's your card? He's falling in love. Falling in love. And the idea, I love this. We found this location in a basement in, in L.A. And the and models in the back are fantastic. Like, added yeah. in, or in the back of him. Took a long time to position them correctly. I remember always like, okay, a little bit to the center, one centimeter back, and then sit still and... Must have been hard for them to sit there and yeah, sit, sit there. still. But uh, no, the idea was to make the scene very much like a slaughterhouse. So I, that's why I took all. There's no music in the scene, and the only thing you hear is high heels. And I enhanced the echo in post production so it feels like an infinity of of, of echoes. <laughs> the way he smiles. <laughs> And I couldn't, he couldn't remove his mustache, uh, Nivola, because he was doing a play that required it. But in a way, it even made more, it made him even more interesting because, you know, uh, it helped with the non-sexuality of the character that you don't know really what he represents. There was a real tears. I remember standing with Abby in, in the morning going through every single detail while you were in makeup of mm -hmm. like w what kind of table what would be on a table what would be like like every single thing and she was you know if there were models that she said that person Didn't wouldn't be right. here I would take them out of the scene wow she was very um oh this is the best tell the story right so uh, this is the only location we built oh. because the bathroom was just too small in this place we were shot in the basements, but there was a room upstairs to build a, a bathroom. So this is the real bathroom upstage, and then when you walk in, we're in a set. But, but then shot the, sma in the, the same smash place. of the, the mirror, how smash the stunt man, no one could do it. No. So uh, the idea was she was going to smash a mirror, and um, but we would know what to do because it had to be a, a comp. So there were a lot of technical people in that she basically was going to throw a sock and then the stuntman was going to throw a um, uh, this this uh, uh, vase that mm -hmm, she throws. Mm -hmm. They would then smash the mirror and then we would go back and she would throw the vase in a f into this safety glass because mirror. Because they thought Abby wouldn't be able to smash yeah. it. And also because then we could comp it in. Yeah. So if we it didn't, things go well... We could then in do the it right in post-production. you could do it later. Okay. All right. So she throws a sock for about an hour at, and to um, so we can get all the technical details right. So she does a performance and throws the stock. Then um, the stuntman comes in and he takes this vase that's there and he, with all his mighty power, throws it against the mirror and nothing happens. It doesn't break. Like nothing happens. And I'm like fuck, what do I do? Because I got to make this day. It's the on, We only have this set for this day. I have to strike it in the evening. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in, I think, we're about three weeks into the shoot, and 
and you know money was getting tighter and tighter so there was no room and I knew that uh, I was being watched uh, by uh, the budget scenario um, as I was you know struggling to uh, to make the film technically so I was like okay well let okay so well let's just have what we have to do is that we just have to have Abby do it then she can then then we just have to go by that and then comp it in later so Abby then we do the same setup again action Abby breathes we zoom out she takes the vase she throws it and she the mirror just cracks she does like, it perfect <laughs> it, like it's like oh my you just saved me so much money yeah, and the guy Abby couldn't Lee. do it and the guy she couldn't just do boom. it she, but you know she just she made that scene work so well and then I remember <gasps> In her close-up, you had to leave because of your, because we only Cause, ten hour, right? Yeah, ten and a half hours. Because yeah. my age, it's like all these rules. So I had to do her close-up. You did it with her I acting did her close as me. Yeah, I was you in the close-ups. So you got to say it's everything. It's everything, <laughs> over and over again, because I would just have her do the scene again and again and again. I said. <laughs> Hollywood Cemetery. We had our LA premiere here. Remember? Yes. And Ryan did the Q and A. We had a wonderful Q and A with Ryan Gosling, who came by and said hello. Um, One thing I don't understand. This is a real morgue. Right. This is real, not a real dead person. No, not a real dead person. I had to sign a petition saying if if someone died, we had to leave the premises because they would have to dissect. That's the yeah. real mortician. Oh, really? That guy? Yeah, he was the guy because wow. there was you know was a way to get in to shoot there. One thing, it's coming up. Why does she paint her red? Is that like she's turning her into like a cool like bat? I always thought like a a cool mask like the lady wanted to be painted into like a fun funny face when she died right or is that a step that you have to do in the process it's a combination it's a com oh so you do have to do that step no you actually what oh. you do is that you put a foundation on right but, but this is just happened to be red yeah right because okay. red is a recurring theme through the movie okay cool i get yeah i was like what yeah i was i was like i just like i was like maybe she just wants to be made into like you know Batgirl. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Everything has a domino effect. Mm -hmm. But watch for the color red. Yeah. Here we are, <laughs> Keanu again. <laughs> now I'm scared. I don't want to like, creep. Just, <laughs> don't want to. Cut your hand, supermodel, sucked your blood. You know, God, you got to get home. Here comes a special effects moment with that. Um, oh, with that thing in the fizzy, hand. Yeah, yeah. fizzing in the hand. Yeah, they put and for like. What was it they cow. put in? Um, like a, I think it was baking soda. Did you feel it afterwards? No, I couldn't feel anything because it was, you know, obviously like a prosthetic, and then they just put that right. powder in there. I think it was that, and then you know you pour something on it and it fizzes. So there's another, you know where Cliff Martinez comes in and finalizes the scene. I mean, because editorially, we didn't complete it knowing that the music was going to round it all out. So meaning that the scene, like always, we cut all the scenes fairly long in this film. So the music would come in and have time to breathe and build up momentum. And 
now the flowers arrive and what does the flower represent and the color of the flower plus the background of him has a meaning later on. And now the neon demon will appear. The face of the neon demon. Men. So the idea was the triangle, the reverse triangle, female, male. And those are your hands, right? The womb. Yeah. So something is being born inside of you. Pushing. Yes. And those See, were your hands, right? Uh, it no? was Karsten. Oh, it was? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. He had bigger hands. But that was, you see? And mm-hmm. and that was something uh, I did editorially because originally I wanted something else to happen. But then the symbols of the triangles were so interesting. I felt, well, maybe if I go in this order. And then it wasn't until we saw the test screening at the Hollywood Dome that I understood what I had done because it's essentially conception. Mm-hmm. And narcissism being is born. is being born. Show you the paperwork if you want. She said she owes you for the damage. And this is actually the start of uh, the longest piece of music Cliff and I had ever done together because it's a 17-minute piece, starting here and going into the following scenes and going into the fashion. It was, I said to him. Because we had the same thing on Drive, where the middle of the movie, the music tied up all the loose ends. And there we, it was like seven minutes, but here it was 17 minutes he had to tie up. Or was it two? I have 140 in cash. So. Is there a pharmacy around here? Why? She sent you out for tampons too? <laughs> Good one, Carl. <laughs> I'm just being friendly. I love the metal door. Yeah, that was great. All that was there, huh? Yeah. And it was the only scene that was actually, it's the only scene that's shot in daylight besides you and Jenna Malone. There's only two scenes in daylight, daylight. Outside and yeah, and they're both scenes are about predat- about the sexual predator. Mm-hmm. Room two fourteen, gotta be seen. When he said "gotta be seen," that's is that ad lib. That Come is on. still I love when he no, says that. Nobody can write gotta that. Gotta be seen. Yeah. I'd never been to a fashion show. Mm-hmm. The first thing I ever went to was the one with, with you. This. Oh, the Gucci? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Just the other, not too long ago. We were at Gucci. Event. After we did the movie. Uh, so I had no idea what a fashion show looked like. And I can only see on, you know, on, on YouTube all the various behinds. And, and it all looked so silly. But then we were actually really lucky when we were looking at locations. There was a fashion show being set up across the street and me and Rod walked over there and I got to see the whole back because it had to be of course authentic 
So this is shot in a studio in the valley over three days, I think, we had here. And, um... Well, you certainly move fast. <laughs> so this was the back, the, um... And also, I didn't want any people and. You know, when I see those behind shots, like it's always like rushing, rushing. Around. So I, yeah. I eliminated everything, so everything became very still. Mm -hmm. And then Cliff's music would add some kind of tempo, but everything else would be very static. So there was a contrast of movement. Because mm -hmm. when when we go, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> when we see Sarno, that's more rushy. Yeah. In that, in so the it next builds scene. up. Yeah. Um. Just for the technical side, we had these special lenses made for the films. That's why every time we switch focus, it's like the heavens move because it's so enormous. But then my surgeon, Dr. Andrew, he pointed out a lot of other problems with my body. So I had them shave my jaw. I had a slight eyebrow lift. So how do you feel right there, Al? I mean, when you hear all this mutilation to one's own body, are you, are you like... Why? I think I was, gr I mean, because obviously Jessie's, you know, it's, she was, she's gaining this power, and so I feel like she's like, kind of finds it ridiculous. I do. Yeah. <gasps> slam, I slam, do. slam. Yeah, and she knows that that's a slam. Oh, yeah. She knows that. They, you know. She's not being completely innocent, no. but she knows how to put the innocence on, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> All about Eve just entered the room. <laughs> so this is we had very limited costumes for this moving term because we we couldn't we had to borrow a lot of things. So it was always placed very specifically and we had to redo reuse the costume again and again and again and again and again. Yeah, I tried on every single costume that was there. I tried on every single one of those dresses looking for the one at the end. Right. You know? And there this we this, this was, was the, the one. one. Well, I mean, definitely the one. It's you know those the sparkles and but yeah, we we did take a long time looking for it, but when we put it on it was like, yes. And so this is another just example of how mirrors are used throughout the film, that most of the film is shot through mirrors or through diffusions on the lenses. So there's always a layer of syntheticness. Um, and in post-production, we had a lot of these flashes. So various designers that were very kind to us are being shown here. <laughs> So now, oh, here it is. Here comes the it's happening. The neon demon is coming. We had to, we did this for two days. 
two days in a studio mm -hmm. in the valley, and it was burning hot. And you built that triangle yeah i was standing in i remember this one shot where i'm about to walk was so specific because i had to stay in the middle uh -huh. the whole time so i was like very focused and staying in the middle of the triangle the whole time couldn't veer off and right here well it's pretty damn good yeah um so narcissists you know she finds the liquid falls in love and comes back through the other end where in a narcissist he continues to reach for it as he is drowning she actually comes into the other side and the world will now change it's like she's leaning into the pond right now yeah and this was the last piece of music that Cliff Martinez did for the film and it was also the most the hardest because it was the one piece of music that would define the whole movie. There you go, El. Going into the other side. Damn. <laughs> Felt like a music video. Well, it was. Well, the music we were playing. Yeah, you were playing. It was great because there was no dialogue. I know. We could really do whatever. I mean, this, the kissing wasn't even. That was just no. like, You do your thing. Yeah. It's like you feeling out the triangle. Mm-hmm. The red. Looks great. What there. was that music you were playing? The. Uh, uh, well, we, we like played a lot of Lindsay DePaul. Yes. Well, yeah. we played various kinds of music to give you moods to differ. So you had like. Yeah, there was one that was really like upbeat when I was like yeah. walking. There was a Visage, mm -hmm. uh, Fade to Gray. We did Lindsay DePaul, Want Somebody Dance with Me. Yes. We did New Order, Blue Monday. We did like. We did Kraftwerk. We did a lot of various. Musical inspiration. We did George Marauder, and that will help. That would give you different emotions specific to play on. You yeah. Know? The somebody dance with me was like very lovey, like, yes. like falling, longing. Yeah. And some of this, I, I don't, I forget which part, but I was on a treadmill walking. That's coming up. Okay. You're coming back. Because that was the only way. And now it has turned red. And what does Ruby paint the body with? Red. <laughs> I see. Red means death and beauty. So there's a very specific tracking device through the movie that combines every single detail. And it walks. And that looks so much like water. Yes, the liquid. Yeah, it's like She's coming out of the liquid or she's continuing to drown in the There's liquid. There's the treadmill. Yeah. And this was the only other thing that was the last piece of post-effect that I did was bringing it back to the sense of the womb. So that, that like now it has moved from... Uh, an earthly environment to an unearthly environment. And then we open the windows. Because after this, it's like, it's not reality anymore. It's an alternate reality. And here enter Musso and Franks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary Hollywood, most expensive location of the movie. One day shoot. Could not afford anything else.
a little different now. She's like, come on, come with me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you know, again, contrast. In the beginning of the movie, he brings you into his world, and now you bring him into your world. I want you to meet my friend, Mrs. Dean. Hi. Your name is Bean. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Nice to meet you, too. Here we should address... Oh, her name was Taylor Hill. Yes. My wife's in the back. There's Liv, Liv with, with the, the braid. <laughs> and she's sitting next to Rachel, Rachel. who works with us. And, uh, of course, I <laughs> love Shakespeare, so I felt that what is the ultimate camp that anyone can do is quote Shakespeare. And I do think that Taylor Hill is actually quite amazed of the words because she's trying to understand them. Can you see? Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. Wow. Did you always want to be an actor? Well, performing always came naturally to me because I'm a creator. I, I build, I make, it's, it's in my blood. So whether I'm designing a collection or creating a character, it's all the same, right? I went out for a film last week. She's incredibly beautiful, that woman. Yeah, seriously. She was quite good. You know, she, she tested for you. She did for my part? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think we saw like a couple of thousand of girls that came in for before I met you. I mean, we saw like everyone, just like we saw every young man for Carl. Right, same thing. I remember you liked my foot. You told you, yeah, I, I, I was doing that. You're like, keep on doing that. Those high heels. Yeah. <laughs> and the blood later on. A lot of the dialogue here was me improvising and then we wrote it down. You know what this day was? This was this day was after my junior prom. Okay, so you had your junior. So yes, now I had my junior prom the night before. I so think, you so you turned seventeen. Yes, I was. I've already turned seventeen. I okay. think that it was after I cut my hand. That was that true. Was that night. was your birthday. That was my birthday. Kiana was there. Kiana and we had was cake. there. Yes, and we had cake. You guys brought me a cake, yeah. and then I had my prom, and this day was that. So we are actually. This movie is 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 a documentary of your of my life. My life, <laughs> yeah. So you're 16 and innocent, uh-huh. ish. Yeah. Ish, ish. Mm-hmm. And then now, on the day of the transformation, you're now 17. You have done your junior prom. Things are getting to change. And four weeks before Cannes this year, you had turned 18, mm-hmm. and you had your prom in Cannes. Yeah, it's a full. I mean. The way that it timed out is just, you can't plan that. That's like, creepy. It's creepy. It is creepy. So you are I never the noticed that woman. before. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have stopped to look. You wouldn't have even stopped to look. <laughs> there. The he can't, he can't answer that. reality. Answer nope. The, hypocrit- the hypocritical of normality is what Dean represents in this moment. And, of course, Sarno represents the heightened reality of the obsession. And they clash. And he wants to go back to the real world. And we're not saying either one is better. It's nope. just we're showing both sides to it. We're not political. We're not here to prove a point. It's up to future generations to make up their own mind. I love that little smile you do here. 
little smirk. Little smirk. Coming up is like my Sandy from Greece moment, like when she transforms, because <laughs> you guys did that like Panna. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Sandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. What do you believe? Yeah. This was our last day at the motel when we shot this because now we were going to move on to the house in uh, Silver Lake. I don't want to be them. You do look absolutely incredible. You know what you have? You have that aura of the old silent movie stars. You know that, right? <laughs> I feel like I have a... Like not old face, but like a face that kind of looks like any like any time period. Yeah, so it's fun to play with that. So now here we were we, we were talk. Okay, we have to do something interesting up here. So yeah, I had this, was this all like improv, experimental music. Uh, remember that we were playing. Throw away Dean's flowers. Get him out of the picture. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you were playing some you know, on your iPhone. You yeah. played on your iPhone. We had this, um, Wendy Carlos had done some experimental arrangements, and um, <clears throat> we had that on the iPhone. I was uh, behind the camera playing it, and we had just we just shot it in one setup. That's what's going to come now. Man, what a great actor Keanu was. He came out for one day just to do this specific shot. Wow, because, because it had to be in order. Also get confused. So basically, we had the camera; it's inside the bathroom, and then we just locked it. And then I would play music, and then you would just basically. We did one tech rehearsal, and I remember I told you I very much like the legs. Yes. How you use the legs. And you have that sound of yes. the leather. We enhanced the leather sound in post. It was like a. This was my inspiration was cat. Yeah, well, you had a mountain lion a few weeks before. And now so I'm the mountain lion. There you go. The transformation in the room. And the wallpaper is, of course, the color of the womb in your dream as something is being penetrated through. So you're actually seeing your own future with the cat. Because we even had, remember we had more. I was like, there was one point I was like on the ground. Yeah. But then it was, it it worked better for the, the dream a, you understood the if yeah. you had put, if you already had me on the ground, yeah. the dream didn't sell as much. And also the idea of just the legs and the leather and the hands coming down—it was almost mm -hmm. like it was at a peak. Yeah. Where we had continued, it would lose its momentum because we had peaked by that. Yeah. Time. So, in comes Keanu. Um, with the knife. With the knife. So, L, I have to ask you, what was it like working with Keanu? And the knife. <laughs> this was, he's like, he, his hands were shaking so much. I don't know if he was, I think he was like nervous or like, he was just like, cause it, I mean, obviously it's a weird thing to do and he didn't want to hurt me because it wasn't a real knife, but it was, it wasn't like flex. I mean, it wasn't soft. It's still, it was like rubber, but it was like, just like dulled down. Right. But it was still like a knife. It was like a you know, it was a knife in a way, but just wasn't, you know, it wouldn't, wasn't sharp or anything. Well, it's very impressive because we had various of knives. We had one that had no blade. Yes. So they were going to put a blade in in post-production. Yes. One with a half a blade. Yes. We didn't use any of those. I mean, what can you not do? 
we didn't we used it was that one that you yeah. see it was that yeah. full yeah we didn't have to use the other ones all i did was added some shine in post and then mm -hmm. i went in 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 sound and i actually created the sound right here uh, did you did you like put a knife to your teeth or no something? i took a, a wine glass and a knife and I played around with some sounds inside the wine glass that wow. had that kind of cling cling feel. Wow. Did you need it to? Because it's all about selling the sound as the illusion. Water. Ken, it was very, very. He was like, Are you okay? I, I mean, like, we did I'm this a fine. lot of times. Yeah, we did. We didn't do it like a crazy amount, though. No. But we did it definitely from different angles. Yeah. And we did. Water. It was kind of like fun. I don't know. I kind of like enjoyed it. <laughs> and of course, this is up. a horror, you know, cliche, which is the illusion of fear and the illusion of a monster and then waking up and now it's something would happen for real, like she's entering into the world as another person. And the door. So I think we shot this during the day, so we had to black out everything, because you, you could only work until midnight, wasn't it? Yeah, it, and on Fridays at 12.30. Okay, so an extra <laughs> half an hour on Friday. Yeah. So a lot of these things we actually shot during the day by just blackening out the, um, the windows. Here's another example of very little coverage. We basically only shot this scene in three setups. Close-ups, medium, and then this pan with you coming into frame. And that was it. And then we moved. Uh, we had done the uh, behind the wall. We would do after this, as I recall. And then, um, yes, we had done that after. Yeah, of the silhouette. Yeah. It was after this. Yes. Yeah, and we did that. That was in a studio. That was at the same place we said the runway. Yes. Because the knife we shot, I think, the same day as this. Right. And then, like, this was the last thing we did that day, and then we went to the studio. Right. So this is our last. So knife in the morning, uh, behind the wall in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All in the day's work. This was one of the first ideas I had for the film was the sense of listening behind a wall and hearing something frightening. Because this is the time that the film... It's like almost like traveling into outer space, at least. I like the notion of of space science fiction coming in and then jenna and i's recording we did at the mansion yeah. and that was the one you used because yeah. i thought we would have to do it again in adr no, no, but no. we didn't it was the one that it was the what well, was the first one we did five minutes here let's grab it yeah. move on hello ruby thank god you're awake jesse cost no money to make which was great this yes <laughs> it was just a fake piece of wallpaper and you and and then we just silhouetted it around and then uh, shot it 
And now... Paramore Mansion. Yeah, who's... I, I, I heard you can rent for weddings. Yes, and, like, people rent it to have, like, crazy sleepovers. Like, I've done a f- lots of photo shoots there. It's okay. a very famous, like, uh-huh. you know, L.A. Landmark. mansion. Yeah. Okay. Like, like a tourist It's side. in Los Velas. Okay. Echo Park area. Well, she owned... She owned... The woman who owned this also owned the diner that they meet in earlier on... Oh, with the gold. Yeah, so sparkles. I was able to get a good deal for both locations. I remember I had to take my shoes off because if I hadn't, I'd been way taller than Jenna <laughs> for the hug. I'm off camera. L, make, can you make sure the makeup goes down your face? Oh, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, get it? So, one stream of this. It was always a fine balance of how we would sexualize the character without, you know, going getting too specific when it came to, to, to Jesse. And Jenna and I, had, and I had gotten really close by, like, this point in this... And the scene that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So we were like very comfortable. And we were also clear that like Jesse is not the victim anymore. No. Nope. Here. So, you know, Ruby turns into the victim. And you become the monster. So as an actress, like how do you how do you guys prepare for a scene like this? Do you talk about it? Do you We didn't talk about it before, but we were also very I think because we were so comfortable, we were like, you know, we're good. Yeah, or, you right, know, right, it's right. like whatever is – and we were laughing a lot during mm-hmm. this because also it was just like so – when she, when she when she falls off the bed, it was just so loud and outrageous. It was like, oh, my God, because she really fell. Oh, yeah. I she, mean, she did it for real. She threw herself. Yeah. And it was like – Oh my gosh, you know, and also like comical in a way. Yeah. Um, so well, I it is we a were, comedy, we have yeah. to remember. We are supposed to laugh. Yeah, so we were laughing a lot, but also, you know, had already known there's like, okay, you know, we were we were comfortable. And there's also like boundaries because I was like underage or whatever. There was all these uh, different things. You think they'll mind that I'm crashing? Is it weird doing a movie like this underage, do you think? Like, would, would you have done it differently now that you're 18? I think that it worked better for the character that I was oh, absolutely for sure. I wonder, I think maybe if I was 18, I don't know, maybe was it would it have been different for you because you felt like you had more, you know. Probably. I probably, think that. But then it, I don't think it would have been as. No, it would have been as good. So I, And I remember when I was selling the movie, the distributors kept on asking what age you were uh-huh. because they were very concerned of who was going to play Jesse if, yeah. if if she was going to be 18 or not 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know there's such a huge, like 18, you can show. You can do, you can do yeah. things. Yes. And so I was like, I don't know yet. It really all depends on who's going to play her. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they were very concerned because they knew that if she was 18, I, we probably had could push it more. much more. Yeah. But because uh, you ended up agreeing to do the movie, all the things that were maybe going to be more explicit became more subtext. 
Yes. And in a and way, it's more scary. It's more this is better for the movie because it's mysterious and you don't. Yeah. And it also becomes a little, it's just, I don't know. It's more seductive in a way because yeah. you don't see anything. Power of cinema. It's subliminal. So mm -hmm. it, it's one of those wonderful advantages of taking a reality and turning it into a, actually a strength of the film, which was that you were now only 17. Yep. This was one of my favorite. I really liked this set. The way the pink and like, mm -hmm. and that, what is that? What was that thing in a corner? The corner, it was like a, like a devil like, or something? No, it's like an angel. And that's all real stuff at the house. Yeah. Like we didn't bring anything in. I think we only changed the sheets and the bed. What did we even do that? I can't remember. I mean, it was just like. The walls this, were that color. Go that color. The only thing we painted was the top room, the gold room that's going to come up. Mm -hmm. That we painted gold. But I was like, at that point, like, you know, you know, spending $500 would be enormous for me. So, uh, you know, I had to find ways to keep all costs to a minimum. And we only did two setups for this scene. Mm -hmm. We did the wide shot and we did this shot. And then we did the when you're lying on the bed. So it goes back to that when you make movies, you know, don't shoot a lot of coverage. Just shoot the coverage that's specific because it actually is, in a way, a lot more interesting. Stop. Stop. I want to I said stop. Oh, <laughs> she was throwing herself. Yeah. I really like that shot That's of her great, back. It's so good. And that was just by accident when she stood up. You know, it's like, oh, change focus, change focus, change focus. Wow. And, of course, this is where she essentially becomes the true protagonist longer the entire and all the animals in the background are real and you now see the yeah, red they were in there like in that house right part of the lots you know, of part of the house yeah and now the red appears again just like the red triangle and the all i did on this scene was to play music Did she just come up with the way the face looked? Yeah. I said, you just yeah. put on those fake uh, eyelashes mm -hmm. and then draw however she wanted. Red has now appeared. Little did you know. <laughs> I'm waking up. And the idea that I love the idea of being, you know, stuck in a house in L.A. Yeah. Because if you don't drive, you don't have a car, which is another thing that we took out was Jesse's car. I know. I remember I had a driving, I had that driving scene. Mm -hmm. But again, removing anything that was technical. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, about no, like, texting. Or yeah. No. There was that robe. That was the... 
Yeah. Follow. And then for all the subliminal, there's always animals in the shoot here. There's always signs of stuffed animals. This is the top of the Palomar. Was it Pal Palomar House? Was that what Paramore. It Paramore House. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of shots of me walking through the house. Yeah. In this robe. And then you cut out me saying Ruby. Because remember, there's a yeah. lot of me saying, like, Ruby, Ruby. But it was almost more interesting if it's, mm -hmm. if it's less specific. Mm-hmm. And more just you, like, investigating the, the universe that you're stepping into. Oh. And here comes the <laughs> scene that changed everything. <gasps> Jenna Malone, uh, first of all, is an incredible actress. And... Um, this was the only scene I couldn't shoot in chronologically order because I couldn't afford the Hollywood Cemetery twice, so I could only pay for the location once. And Jenna Malone was fine with that, thank God. So uh, in the script, it just says that she would lean and kiss the body, and then you would cut to you lying on the couch, mm -hmm. and then. Um, fantasizing about Ruby is it Ruby fantasizing about you and I had hired an actress play the body and her breathing was not as good as you so we actually had to stabilize her in post <laughs> yeah she had to get all that makeup on yeah I know I remember sitting in like the hair and makeup chair and then she was like just next to me like <laughs> naked getting all the the things on and because I started with this setup the wide shot we didn't quite know what was gonna how it was gonna turn out so it was also just letting Jenna go and then seeing where she would take it as a performer. And then I was operating the camera, so I would sit behind the camera, and then I could talk to her about specific things or what to do and what not to do and so forth. So the question is, whose fantasy is this? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I think it's Ruby's. But actually it could be Jesse's. But Jess's. it could be mine. Could be Jesse's. I'm in the house. I mean, I'm, yeah. Me fantasizing about death, which is, you know, about to come. Death and also beauty. she like kind of, you guys made her, you know, she has my hair and, yeah. you know. She looks like a, a, a dead version of the opening. Mm -hmm. But it was very, you know, 
it, it she's really an example of someone who is willing to go places that enhances everything. And I remember when we had done the scene, which was in the first week, I knew that the second half needed to change. And now everything was different. And because originally Ruby was going to die. And I was, mm -hmm. no, she has to live because yeah. the and film And she is, has to push me into the pool. She had to push you yeah, into the pool. before she didn't, yeah. No, it had to be about you and her. Because originally it was going to be about you and her, and then it became you and the three girls. And then first week of shooting, I went back to going, no, it's going to be it's you and the Jenna Malone character. Because of Jenna Malone's performance. There's the glitter. The iconic glitter. Can't get enough of glitter. Yeah, this is me. Just I'm. She's just bored in the house and finds this and just putting it on. Well, it's that whole thing of like, now you're living. It's like a dollhouse. Yeah, it's like narcissism. There's a world where just everything is just beauty and 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 glitter and and vanity. So it's like living out all the aspects of narcissism, complete, utter self-indulgence. And Which you is, painted that room. It's only cost me a fortune. <laughs> But that's when someone asked about indulgence. I said, well, art is very indulgent. The more indulgent it is, the more interesting it becomes. Of course, it took forever to move the mirrors around so we would get all the right reflections. We weren't even going to do that shot. No. And then I just kind of looked in the mirror and then you're like, yes. Let's do that. Yeah. See, I don't storyboard. So... Is that a good thing or a bad thing for a performer? I think it's a good thing. I've I haven't had many directors storyboard. Right. Though I mean I guess it's a, it's a kind of a preference, but then you feel kind of tied down to something where you're like, here it is, so it doesn't feel as maybe not as creative because you're like you know what's coming next. Right. Always. And when you don't have you know the photos to look at, then you you don't know what's coming next, so you can just be. You can be a little more, like, scared or, you know, you right. just, like, it's more spontaneous. This scene wasn't originally on a diving board, right? When did you come uh, up, right? The diving board, yeah, that it? was different because it's a long analyzation, but... Mm -hmm. The second half had much more multiple storylines, and um, because of Jenna Malone's performance in the first week, all that wanted to change. So it just became you, you and her, and then the diving board, and the empty swimming pool, which is like a very, you know, it's like a very strong image of the dream of Hollywood. Oh yeah, and how high up Jesse yeah. is. It's like a godlike status <laughs> that has now. So I had this idea of this of the um, of the using this swimming pool as a motif, and also the idea that you are basically looking into your. You don't even fear death anymore because you're 
as you're staying on a diving board, remember you're kind of gliding back and forth like you're almost flirting with death mm -hmm. because you feel so invincible. Yes. I know. I'm like, I can even bounce on this. Yes. I have your fearless. And then you, of course, confess your, your, your original creation, which was dangerous. Praying that one day they'll look like a second-rate version of me. Everyone was so scared when I was up there. All the crew. They're like, no. no. Be like, so you'd be revealed fine. that it was boxes or she would say it was empty? Well, it was, now you revealed it. Oh, okay, okay. So, but I feel, okay, I feel like sometimes it was empty. Or was it never empty? No, it was never empty. It was never empty. It was always boxes. But it's still scary, I mean. Yeah. Oh, here's the line I created. Are we having a party or something? And that, that was, was a real, real hit. That was real. <laughs> it was an accident, but that was real. Well, that's what we say afterwards. That's what we say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had never been punched in the face ever. Wow. <laughs> so Abby Lee time. was your first. Yeah, another first. And then Abby Lee, that's quite an honor. Yes. Well, this was the Steadicam guy, wasn't yeah. it? The only time we used Steadicam in the film was in these scenes here because it was just impossible to move the camera down there and it still had, it had to have a sense of constant movement and then we shot also some static ones like here because you guys were too fast for the city cam operator so it was like all right you know what let's just make them static because the girls are too quick <laughs> and better So the only study came was in those two scenes before, and now we're back to the wow. classic. Those all took tracks. a really long time to do, but it's so fast in the movie. Yeah. Because it's so difficult with Steadicam. Here you have much more Boom. control over it. And we chose, one of the reasons why we chose the house, remember, was because we loved the view of the L.A. backdrop. Mm -hmm. It's coming back. It came back again. The idea that, that the house is almost like a retro Hollywood Babylon feel, but behind it is the new modern reality. You know? ah, now, best. That was a stunt. <laughs> ugh, we revealed it. <laughs> we revealed it. It's like one of the best. But this is me, and that's my body. Yes. I did contort like that. And it was raining, mm -hmm. and it was so cold. It was my dying mermaid fish moment. Yeah. But what a death, huh? Mm-hmm. She's so goddamn good. Jenna Malone, how she can transform in her performances, in her face, you know? God, Al, when you were lying there. That's, of course, fake blood. Yeah, that was added later. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe that. Well, we How did you even make my hair look wet? Post-production. All post. That was so crazy. It was kind of sad that day because you were going to die. I was like, no, we just got started. Mm -hmm. I think it was the fifth week, something like that. Yes, and then I was gone, and then you guys did the rest without me. But that was me. so weird. It felt so yeah. And weird. it was really sad. I don't know. It felt straight. Like, that scene was really kind of, I felt no. sad lying there. Because it was like, I'm gone yeah. and done. Well, didn't, we didn't want you to go. Yeah. Things were going to get really interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now the movie takes a whole, I mean, it goes <laughs> wild. 
So I had uh, Jenna Malone just all made up with this because the, the the fake blood is very uh, like syrup, S- sticky, sticky. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and then I pour glitter all over her in the bath, you know. And then uh, blood and, and she had this idea of her own costumes and. Uh, and of course, the triangle is all consuming here. Again, Cliff's music is just so spectacular. She does she doesn't blink either. No. I guess you made it the same thing or breathe. She ate me, so she inherited Uh, the gift. Yeah. (laughs) I remember in the casting, I always said to the models, Do you have any problems being nude? Mm -hmm. And Abby was like, Well, I'm all over the internet, so no. I did this in two versions. One where she's like this and one she's in profile, but this looks like she's dead. Mm-hmm. And the idea of always death looming. And then uh, Jenna Malone came to me while we were preparing for saying she, if if I would mind her having tattoos around her body. I was like, no, of course. And then if I saw the tattoos, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but it felt so perfect. Again, She's so goddamn good in building up that because on paper, Ruby was n- very difficult to define. Mm-hmm. So uh, 70% of that character is her invention, you know. I know, even those tattoos, she yeah. was like looking on the internet to find. I love the colorful pants. I lo- this is one of my favorite shots. <laughs> so this was this was the last day I had with Jenna Malone. And so because I had changed the ending, I hadn't really found a way to finish her character because now she was no longer going to die. But I love the idea of her lying in an open grave. So we went to the flower field behind the house and just dug this hole and had her lie in it. Uh, and originally it was supposed to be like she's burying you, but then I thought that's too specific. Maybe she's just like lying. It's too in normal. A, yeah, it's too normal. And remember when we when we found something normal, it lost. It, we were like, nope, yeah. can't be normal. So then, during the day, I said, you know what, Jenna, why don't would you why do why don't we do this ceremonial? I have this idea of this ceremonial ending, and you're praying to the moon and. You're going to lie there naked and the camera's going to move in between your legs. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then in post-production, it came up to this with the blood, which is the cycle of the triangle. And then the L.A. backdrop. And this, like you, I would play. I would do 20 minutes of this take with different music variations to give her different emotions to perform with. And then 
This camera look. What is the? Why? What looks different? Why does it look different? Because it's daylight. Oh, okay. It's been it's so very much shocking. Yeah, yeah. So it's the third daylight scene. Okay. Everything comes in threes. See, here comes the models, and the idea was always that she, that in my mind that Jenna Malone was like the witch, and this was her henchmen, like like these were her mm. creatures. Mm -hmm. That's why they're completely non-sexual. That is Rachel who works for me. <laughs> you also saw her in the restaurant. Abby just looks so pretty. Mm. She's so, this is like, she's amazing in this. I really like So this house is in Malibu, and I rented it for like six days. No, five days. Because by um, combining smaller scenes, it became into this big scene here. And um, this girl was a really good actress, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's a real hair. Apparently, he's some kind of famous hairdresser. That, that guy? Really? Yeah. I mean, it was uh, uh, some of the cast, the, the, the Courtney and Nicole, the casting uh, people suggested to use this uh, celebrity hair person. I was like, yeah, sure. Adds to the pop value of the film. <laughs> what? Do you think that's funny? But I love the idea of beauty and viciousness and competitiveness and bitchiness and meanness. And yet, it's so gloriously beautiful. And of course, competition is something everyone can identify with. Just like beauty is a subject everyone has an opinion about. I Ada. <laughs> Some people don't realize, I didn't realize, that when they watch the film, that's the first time they realize that they ate me. Yeah, but that was... It's amazing. And that's why we had to have it. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. the eye itself later on would be not having its effect if we're not clearly told yeah. what happened. Oh, it was in the perfect way, too. And yeah. then the girl's like, ha ha. <laughs> they laugh at it. And here is our Jackman again. It's actually Nick Reffin directing. Um, so Nick, you could have played this part. I could have played this part, yeah. Well, I guess every part. Well, you were like, you were playing me as, as a 16-year-old mm -hmm. girl. I mean, I'm everywhere. <laughs> so, just a little, um, here is, is uh, again, actually Desmond came up with this thing. You're fired, Annie, in this very loud way, and then the <laughs> other, and then the actress would start complaining. Yeah, and it became very funny. So oh, her high, her yeah. like her, running her, her across. Perform yeah, oh, yeah. it's so good. She was cool about that. Yeah, and the co those costumes are, the corsets and stuff. Yeah, it was really a cool. a German designer who had, who had, um, and she was very when I when we had the premiere in Berlin, uh, she wasn't around, but she had a gift sent to me which. One of her, her bags, which had very leather fetish undertones. And, of course, my youngest daughter stole it and said, it's mine. And hey, she's seven. So <laughs> it went to her. Um, there it goes. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. You can't fire me. 
<laughs> and the idea that she's like stuck in this, but also that the costumes are not fat; they're not clothes. They're more objectifications of a fetish, mm-hmm. you know, that they're in. Except Abby Lee, because what does she has? She has a red skirt, neon demons, true color. But she's so astoundingly, incredibly looking here. It's my camera. Yeah, save two hundred dollars. <laughs> and of course, I would ask Abby Lee, like, what camera would be used to watch, like, what fashion people uh-huh. like. Again, they were. We had to get our things in order. I think I did this because basically what Bella's doing now is that she's doing like um, throwing up like things like her. She's really massaging her muscles, so she was getting sicker and sicker and sicker while we're shooting because she was really because of that saying. I need more sickness, more sickness. So she could so not. She, she had really to make herself sick. sick. Yeah. Can you tell us what's so interesting. Staring in the pool. Look in the camera. It's like, Desmond, this is what you're going to say, and you can say it exactly like this. <laughs> I love pauses in dialogue. Oh, yeah. I love, yeah. It's the musicality of it. I wonder what she sees in that pool, huh? <laughs> and for a long time, I had all these ideas that what was going to happen in the pool, and she was going to go under it, and Gigi was going to. Oh, that it all she out, was going to go in took the it pool. All out, took it all out because it, it just didn't. The film needed to become something different, and so the Malibu house was all white, and we added this wallpaper in the section with the triangle yeah because the triangle has all these lines like this it's like the world of the triangle it was so warm I have to say I really love shooting in LA I think it's probably my favorite place to shoot anything in because you can do so many things the weather it's just yeah, it's just the magic of Los Angeles is so enormous. But maybe it's because I don't live here. So that's actually Bella, uh, you know, pushing her limits. And, you know, the throwing up, I took 25 times. So for 25 times in a row, she had to throw up for real. And she held it in her, did she hold it in her mouth? Yeah, but she had to give the illusion. So she had to throw up, mm-hmm. even though there was nothing to throw up, to give the illusion of her vomiting. Mm-hmm. So she was only, you know, keeping it in her mouth, but you had, she had to sell the illusion by throwing up for real. She has this ability just to stop. She's like unearthly. She has this almost there's there's a dance to her movement, you know. We had that in post production, put it in her glasses. 
the eye. It all comes the down eye. to the eye because the eye is. We are judged by what we see more and more. Digital revolution has created the alternate world that will essentially become a reality. So the moral of the story: don't change your look. In yeah. a way, if you think about it, the one that crash and burns is the one who tries to alternate their body. <laughs> Have you ever done things like that? Have you ever like cut yourself open and? No, I've never. We got to do myself. that soon. Okay. Yeah, I've ne- that was real blood, though, right? That was real, or did you add that blood? That was a combination. Combination. And nowadays, you combine. You don't do everything artificial. You. You do it fifty-fifty. Oh, did she do the snarl already? I wasn't looking. Yeah, she did. So I love the snarl. Look at those goddamn eyes. It helps with my color blindness to see. Contrast. I think Abilie had to eat like twelve of these. What were they made of? Some kind of like I mean, you you could eat them. They just weren't very tasty. And you, and did she ever do one where she like chewed on it? Because it's like amazing how it just like. Yeah, but, Goes that, away. but that, that got silly, like Got too silly, got, yeah. Like, yeah, no, you know. it's be- way better this, but she just swallows it. Yeah, it was comical enough, but wow. she had to just to swallow it. I think she's this one, she wow. sometimes kept it in her mouth and just pretended she was swallowing sometimes. She's like, oh, wow. And I love that spit. It's like she drooled. Yeah. The primal instinct. She went out. So I had, this was going to be the end of her story, but I felt what would the movie end like. And that's why I took uh, um, Abby to the desert and I shot a perfume commercial with her (laughs) walking in a desert uh, because the movie becomes essentially its own brand. And she gains youth back. Yeah. So we went. It was the most expensive day I ever had on the shoot because it was like a five-hour drive. Oh, wow. To shoot in the desert. For Liv. Yeah. It all started with her. I woke up one morning and I realized I wasn't born beautiful, but she was. And I decided to make a horror movie about it. And Sia, the song. Sia, the such a fantastic I love this song. Sia. Thank you so much, dear Sia, for letting us have this song for the film. I met her on a plane, and we became good friends over eleven hours. And I love the idea that. And it made you much cooler to Lola. I was your like, fir- finally, I was accepted into the sphere of coolness by my children. <laughs> but. The movie becomes its own perfume ad. It's kind of beautifully, dangerously exciting. So I guess, Al, we made a (laughs) horror film. We made a melodrama. We made a comedy. Mm -hmm. We made mystery. We made made camp. We made science fiction, (laughs) glitter, vulgarity, 
existentialistic, beauty, all because when I asked you if you were beautiful, you said yes. It was like that simple. <laughs> well, thank you, Nick. Well, thank you, Elle. For you, so sad. 